0: Don't believe in science. Written on your forehead, always be denying. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. Written on your forehead, always be denying. Hey, got words to say to you. the that
1: they would Welcome to Good Girls Go Green, everyone. This is episode 34. No. 34? 35. No. It's going to be episode 36. (gasps) Oh, okay. Because we just released episode 34, and we have another episode out next week, and then the week after is the interview. That's right. So
2: this week (laughs) is episode 36, and it is our special guest interview episode. So we have with us today Ava from Further Magazine.
1: Welcome, Ava. Thank you (laughs) for having me.
2: We are so excited of to course. have you with us today. Yeah. So. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, no, Celia, you're good. You're don't totally be, good. Don't be awkward, Celia. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. Um,
2: I every interview episode we have, I forget the format of the episodes, <laughs> and I'm like, let's just get right into it. And that's not that's not what we do.
1: That's okay.
2: Um, <laughs> how is
1: everyone? How is everyone's week? Pretty My good. week's been good. Yeah, good, I. Good. Um, I've just been busy with work, and um, I was going to say school, but I'm done with school, so I have not been busy with school.
2: <laughs> not for a while now.
1: I know. I don't know why I was going to say that, um, but yeah, I've just been working. Me and Celia have some exciting stuff coming up with the podcast that we've been kind of trying to put together this week, um, or like get things sorted out on that front, um, and yeah, we had our weekly meeting at Denny's after our swimming session. That's <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Stay <laughs>
2: active, burn all the calories, and then get them all back at Denny's. Eat
1: <laughs> them all <laughs> back.
2: <laughs> it's great. What about yeah. you, Ava? How was your week?
0: Um. Yeah, it was pretty good. I just have online school, like, cause I'm still in high school. Like, this is my last year, it's and nice. yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm glad I'm almost done, but it's just, like, very (laughs) tough because it's, like, you know, like, it's regular school hours, but online. So, it's definitely, like, you know, like, not ideal, but just, like, trying to get through it. But, yeah, overall, it was a pretty good week. It went by really fast, surprisingly. So, yeah. Good.
1: I love when weeks go by fast. I feel like especially with, you know, the life of COVID, it just seems to always go by so fast. (laughs)
2: For
0: sure
1: how so
2: about you, are Celia? you oh sorry I was just
0: gonna you, say
2: are you, you <laughs> <laughs> okay um are you a senior in high school Eva? yeah cool okay so getting that's ready
0: awesome.
2: to move on to the next thing
0: yeah for sure
2: very cool that's awesome um about me um <laughs> it has been a busy week with school and work because I still am in school um and working and working it's it's a good time it's very crazy busy but um it's it's entertaining for sure um nothing super special happened this week I think
1: yeah we celebrated our roommate had her birthday yesterday so we celebrated her birthday that was exciting it was good it was good we love we love birthdays
2: (laughs) I'm here for it we watch the bachelor so we're very avid bachelor watchers Ava. oh yes um and so we watch once a week on wednesdays wednesdays,
1: on wednesdays yeah we're a little bit late
2: yeah but it's good it's good yeah stuff. we did that <laughs> this week i'm very disappointed with the outcome
1: oh so far i know
2: no spoilers
1: yeah. in case anybody's like a whole week behind or yeah. two weeks, two weeks behind now. It's <laughs> just
2: he's sending home people that I disapprove of him sending home. But it's not my <laughs> relationship; it's his relationship. So that's all. That's it's all I true. Have. How is everybody eco-friendly this week? I'm gonna start out. I'm gonna be honest and be accountable. I was not very <laughs> eco-friendly this week. Um, Did you kill the
1: earth a little bit more this week, Celia?
2: A little bit more this week, I think unintentionally. It just ha- I think. Yeah, it just happened. I mean, I'm slowly trying to work through my bathroom product. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I am trying to go plastic free entirely with my bathroom products. And so it's just kind of working through those. Um, I need to get more Q-tips and kind of make a definitive Q-tip option because I'm getting down to like the final week of Q-tips. Um, and yeah, yeah. Next week, I'm either going to be q tip or have a solution. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, and then we need to get back up to the bulk store in um, in Salt Lake because I'm running out of, like, face lotions and face washes and stuff like that. So yeah. head in that direction soon, um, which is super cool, Ava. We found this bulk store a couple months ago. Um And it's this tiny little hole in the wall bulk store that they just you they let you bring in your own containers and fill up your own bulk goods. Um and yeah, it's awesome. They've got like face washes. They're so awesome. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually um like in Chicago, there's actually like um a new store that just opened up. I haven't been able to go there because of COVID, but like definitely like when the pandemic's over with, I'm definitely going to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like that too. Like they have um, everything in bulk. And I think that's really cool. Cause like, even like, um, like at Whole Foods, like the one by my house, like they don't let you um actually like get things in bulk because like, or else they'll like charge you like the, the amount of money, like the tear weight, like so, which is like yeah. the, of your glass And that's like right. so expensive. So,
1: yeah.
0: yeah it, but it's nice so that there's actually, like, stores now that actually, you know, like, let you do that.
1: Right, and, like, yeah. Designed
0: for that. But, yeah. Um, how I was eco-friendly this week. Um, yeah, I just, like, I always make sure to just, like, you know, like, use mason jars, like, for, like, leftover food. And, like, just keep it in the fridge, like, for later. So it's, yeah. like, plastic-free, waste-free. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I use stasher bags, which are pretty cool. It's, like, They're, like, silicone, like, plastic-free, like, reusable, like, Ziploc bag kind of, like, things. But, yeah, they're really cool. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen those a lot. We have, I have a couple, like, small uh, snack-sized ones, um, but I need to get some bigger ones because I hardly ever use my snack-sized ones. So I use
2: my snack-sized ones all the time.
1: I I use them... Oh, like a decent amount, but there's definitely things that I have more of that I'm like, well, I don't have anything that will fit this. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, but usually I use Tupperware for that, I guess. So oh, yeah,
2: yeah, because I feel like I don't want to put pasta in a bag because then it's yeah. just a bag yeah. of pasta. <laughs> that's but. True. Like, I use mine, I, like, use the little mini snack ones for, um, like, trail mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my big ones, I have, like, the baby bell peppers that I just put in the big bag. So, it's pretty yeah. good. Not
1: too bad. Nice. What about you, Julia? How are you? you well, this week? I will also confess that I probably wasn't the best, um, but I have been trying to use what I have like already in my kitchen um, or like in my cabinet and fridge and stuff um, just to make sure that I'm going through those. I am working on um, right now with like fresh produce when I'm buying fresh produce, making sure that I have multiple meals that I can use that in um, when I'm doing my meal planning, because I've found that a lot of times I will get like green onions for one recipe and then only use like a little bit of green onion and then I don't have it kind of just wastes away because I don't have anything else to use on so I'm trying to meal plan around the things that I have that are fresh and are going to go bad so that's something I've been working on um and then here's how I wasn't (laughs) (laughs) eco-friendly I so so I broke A metal water bottle, like oh, one of those like heavy duty, like like yes,
2: this kind of water bottle. It's like steel. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a steel water bottle.
1: Yeah. So what I did was I left it in my car just overnight, and I think I had some water in it because I always like to keep water in my car just in case. And so I had some water in it I left in my car and with how cold it's been out here it froze and broke the water bottle like in half basically there's like a huge line down the middle of it that's just like broken out so (laughs) I wasted (laughs) I wasted an indestructible water bottle.
2: I know you can't even like I tried to push the sides in and they're not budging at all. No but it's cold. It's yeah. cold.
1: So, so but you can recycle keep it. Your, yeah, you can. I will recycle it. But don't keep your metal water bottles in your cars if it's cold, kids. No, they'll, <laughs> they'll pop. <laughs> and then
2: after, like, get a new one. So I had no
1: idea. Yeah, but luckily I still have one, so we're all good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good move. Yeah, cool. Well, well that was fact. all I had. Is that all you oh. had? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I had. I do have a fun fact, though. So okay. my fun fact um, is that one third of all energy is used by people at home. So I was oh. kind of thinking, like, I'm sure since the pandemic started, since people have been staying at home more, energy use across the board has probably skyrocketed so I'm curious to see like how like I mean we've seen that like the effects of the pandemic have mostly been pretty good because you know air pollution and stuff is down with people commuting less and all of that but I'm curious to see in terms of like people's use of energy in their houses because people are home more and using their computers for like school online school or online work um, and just like constantly having things plugged in or lights on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see what effects that has on the environment. So
0: yeah, for sure. I mean like even if you think about like normal school like you know like you had like one projector like running, to like present to like 30 kids but now it's like you know 30 like computers being like run at the same time to watch the same presentation so yeah it definitely is like a big concern and yeah it's just like i but also another thing to think about too is like you know less people are commuting so i wonder like how that like you know like does it kind of like yeah you know i think it's really interesting though like definitely though like i don't like, I'm glad though. like, I don't know, I feel like people were first, like, I guess, like, like, in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, there was a definite, like, big difference between, like, um, like, you know, like, um, air pollution, and, like, how it was, like, whenever everything was locked down, but, you know, like, I think now it's just kind of, like, coming back to normal, and I, I guess, in a way, that is good, just because, you know, it's, like, um, like I feel like the be- the environmental benefits from like the pandemic in the beginning weren't really like benefits. It was just like it's not like a it was a good thing because it was a temporary thing. It's not like you know we had policies that shifted things to make that a reality. So I feel like right it wasn't it was like- kind of a
1: it was like a taste of what could be. Yeah, exactly. But it was just yeah, it was kind of a teaser for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Celia, do you have a world update for us? Yes. So I found my world update from the
2: Instagram page for CNN Climate. um, And it just came across. So I follow CNN Climate on Instagram and it just came across my dash. And I was like, whoa, hang on. So it said that. So the caption said that 17 holes have appeared in the remote Yamal and Gaida, GYDA peninsulas in the Russian Arctic since 2013. Mystifying scientists. Now using drone photography, Russian researchers have found that the craters from when form when methane gas builds up in an ice cavity, creating a mound. Then the mound grows in size before exploding, leaving behind a massive crater. Warmer summers, the, the Arctic, um, so the Arctic is warming two times faster than the global average. Um, have weakened the permafrost layer, which acts as a cap, making it easier for gas to escape. So these holes are huge. Like, it had a picture of the hole with, like, these 80-bit little people beside it because it was just that big. And so the ground is popping.
0: Yeah, we actually (laughs) wrote an article about that a couple weeks ago oh really yeah we were ahead of the game i guess but yeah yeah, it was more more about like the craters but it's like you know same thing like you know like just because of there's so much methane it's just like causing these like craters in the ground and yeah, it's it's, like it's kind of funny because like i never heard about it and then like yeah like i saw that thing from cnn climate 2 a couple days ago and i was like oh wow like now it's like actually like like being covered like from mainstream media
1: But, yeah, it definitely
0: is, like, really interesting. It just kind of, like, shows you how, like, you know, like, no one really thought stuff like that would happen because of climate change. So it's, like, what other strange things are going to occur from climate change? and Like, you know, are they going to, like, actually, like, affect, like, people's lives and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that? So, I don't know. It's just, like, kind of an interesting thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because I feel like with climate change, you know, I feel like in like years past, I feel like a lot of times things could kind of be explained away a little bit. Like it wasn't it didn't seem like that big of a deal necessarily because you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm from Seattle and, um, you know, Seattle typically has like very rainy winters and most of the year. Um, and then the summer times are fairly mild, like 75. It doesn't get super hot. Um, but like, even when I was, you know, back in high school, like five years ago, um, the summers started getting a little bit warmer and the springtime when it would usually be really rainy, it started being more sunny and like 75 um, earlier on in the year. And in Seattle, I feel like people you know, obviously there's a lot of people who are very backing up of the whole climate change issue stuff. So I'm not like (laughs) saying that Seattle is not doing a good job there, but, but also there's a lot of people who are just like, well, this is kind of like climate change so far is pretty good for us. Like we're having nicer weather in Seattle and stuff, but I feel like, I feel like it's kind of gotten to a point where we can't, explain things away anymore like Mm California is having bad fires Australia is having bad fires Texas is frozen over right now
2: yeah look at the crazy (laughs) weather patterns that are happening right now like literally so yeah Utah's been I mean when I first moved out to Utah our winters were pretty nasty like it was they were blizzardy it was cold everything froze over and the last two three years um winters have been nice like they've been in like 30s maybe and Even
1: higher sometimes 40s. yeah
2: 30s 40s um which is extremely high for utah oh and yeah this last week this entire last week we we've had snowstorms literally every single day which has been awesome because we're big skier well i'm a skier and julia snowboards it's so, like we're big mountain people um if that's the correct term for that um but yeah mountain people um but it's been I mean kind of nice but also kind of weird because it got super super warm and now we've hit this weird cold snap where it's just been blizzardy constantly
1: and today it's back at 45 yeah it's right back up there (laughs) yeah so weird so I feel like we're getting I feel like we're getting to a point where we just can't you can't explain it away anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's starting to become a reality that is not good for a lot of the world. So
0: yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, but wow, that was a crazy fun fact or world update, Celia. You're welcome. And that's so cool, Ava, that you had like already been covering it in your magazine. That's yeah, so crazy. Right?
2: I know, like I saw that and I was like, hang on, that's gotta be. So Back, backing up a little bit there was rumors of a monolith. Well, it was, I think it was proven that there was a monolith in Southern Utah that just like this big pillar just showed up in the middle of the desert and then it disappeared. And I was like, is this similar to the monolith thing? Like holes are just showing up. Maybe it's aliens, I don't know. But (laughs) like, it sounds, it's it's a real thing. I mean, there's bubbles that are forming in the earth and the ground's just kind of popping. So it's crazy stuff. It's crazy, crazy stuff that's happening right now
1: yeah seriously well I feel like that's a good segue actually into like now I'm so curious about everything with your magazine Ava so yeah are we ready to dive into her interview we are ready awesome take it away okay. Ava Tell yeah, us about take it you. away introduce yourself what you do all of that good stuff
0: yeah so yeah my name Ava um I'm from Chicago and I'm. Um, I'm a high school senior, and I've, I've recently been accepted to University of Chicago, so I'm, like, really excited. Wow, congrats. Thank you. That's yeah, awesome. I'm going, to, I'm going to major in environmental and urban studies, which is, like, you know, cool. very, very fitting for, like, the things I do with my magazine, and, mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, just, like, for me personally, I'm more interested in like, you know, like the more social science, like aspects of climate change, you know, how it's going to affect communities and people. And um, yeah, so that's like, kind of, I just like, think it's really interesting to learn about the environment through different like lenses, besides just like typical environmental science, um, mm-hmm. like aspects, because I feel like that's, you know, typically the only like, segue you kind of learn about the environment. And like, high school and like elementary school so yeah I just try to like um you know read a lot of environmental books like in my free time to just like you know educate myself on these like different like components like whether it be like you know environmental policy and environmental justice and more and yeah so yeah other than like you know like running my magazine and like reading um I like to play tennis and I like to run and cool.
2: yeah that's awesome So what, what interested, what like kind of sparked your interest in founding your magazine?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I like, um, it didn't really take, it took me until like about my sophomore year to really get interested in the environment. And Mm -hmm. that's primarily because, you know, like I was reading like books on my own and like watching YouTube videos on like, kind of like, you know, more of the social science aspect of the environment, which like, you know, like I never really like knew that that was a thing. And, I, like, one book that, um, like, kind of, like, sticks out in my mind is, like, The Uninhabitable Earth, which, like, it really just shows, like, just how bad climate change is going to be and, like, how it's going to affect so many different communities throughout the whole entire world. And um, I just felt like, you know, it really just showed you, like, the truth, just how urgent this is. I didn't think I realized how bad, like, and how urgent the climate change is going to be until, like, 2018, like, when um, the report came out. That you know, like we only have about like ten years left, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. yeah, so that um, so I think just like by learning how you know like how my interest in the social sciences can you know actually like help the environment and like I can actually like pursue like studying like both those interests in college, like that really like showed me that hey like just because I'm not interested in environmental science doesn't mean like I don't I am not able to like pursue an environmental career in the future. And I thought, you know, like, probably a lot of other people kind of think the same way. Like, you know, what about like, human people who are primarily interested in the humanities or like, um, other subjects such as um, dermatology, um, psychology, and so many others? Like, you know, so that's why I decided I should create a magazine to just like help people realize the various connections of various academic subjects to the environment because there's so many. Like talking about dermatology, we actually had an article about how the environment affects people's skin and can cause acne. For psychology, we had an article about eco anxiety and you know how like there's all these um new kind of um like um named like mental conditions just um to like you know describe people's stress about climate change and I just think it's like very interesting and like insightful and um you know we're not unfortunately not really learning about this in elementary school or high school and you know I feel like that's like the perfect time to like introduce um students to these topics you know to like help them realize like how like you know whatever career they want to pursue like it can definitely have, like, environmental, like, applications, and, yeah, so I just want to, like, provide an accessible resource for people to kind of have their own, like, aha moment of, like, how, like, whatever their academic interests are, how they can, like, you know, relate to the environment, and um, hopefully, like, inspire them to, like, even, like, if they, they, they're, like, not interested in pursuing an environmental career, like, they can still, like, realize the sustainable, like, connections and, like, impl- implications that they can have on their career to make it more sustainable and to, like, effectively contribute to, um, like, um, helping to combat the climate crisis. Because, you know, like, if we just need scientists to, um, like, mitigate climate change, like, you know, we would have solved this so many years ago. But, you know, it takes, like, collaboration of so many different fields and careers to actually like create an impact because you know climate change affects every single like um, aspect and dimension of like careers and like industries and like we need to take that into account when um trying to create like comprehensive solutions. I
1: love that so much because I feel like it's exactly what you said you know I feel like a lot of times people think of environmental activism as you have to be a scientist to like be understand that side of things or whatever um but i think even if you know just like in in the business world i'm thinking of mainly but if if you have people like in the business world who have like the environment kind of in the back of their mind when they're making these decisions they're they're going to make kind of different decisions than they than if they were only thinking about capitalism, which we love to talk about on this podcast, Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we do. But but seriously, like if 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 money no longer is the sole decision-making factor of things, and we're starting to think more about environmental factors, or like you were saying, like you know the the things that we're doing to this planet can even affect people on a level of skincare or Mm -hmm. mental health or whatever it is. Um, So I love that you're taking that on and just like making all of these things kind of more broad and applicable to so many different people.
2: Yeah, I really, really, I thought it was interesting how you said that um, the environment can really affect skincare specifically and same with mental health that People get so, I think, rightfully obsessed. I don't know if obsessed is quite the right word, but people get really involved in mental health and in um, something as simple as skincare. And if people, if the awareness is spread more, that like, hey, taking care of the climate, taking care of the earth, takes care of your acne problems retroactively. I think people would be more willing to jump on board with that because, let's be honest, like kind of something that Julie and I have talked about a lot is how um, if something was like we like to do things that benefit ourselves. I think that's kind of the nature of humanity, like what the the whole "what's in it for me" question. And so, if it was like I don't this is this isn't super correlated. Maybe it is. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not a scientist, but recycle this bottle. Recycling this bottle equals no acne for me. I would be much more prone to recycling the bottle if I knew that I would get a benefit out of it, such as better mental health or better skin. And so if we, as we're kind of spreading more and more awareness, I mean, right now, right now in today's world, mental health is becoming a really like awareness for mental health is really booming right now. Um, with people looking to sit down with a counselor more often people who are willing to have that conversation people who aren't shying away from the words anxiety and depression and just kind of embracing the concept of mental health and recognizing that mental health is health um and as we kind of drawing that correlation as people are becoming more aware that, hey, the environment can also affect your mental health. So take care of the environment, take care of your mental health. I think we're going to see a huge change if people are willing to kind of accept that. For sure. Very, very cool point, Ava. I like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, you you proved a really good point too. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, it's just human nature in general, just like thinking like, how will this benefit me? And like, you know, Mm -hmm. climate change, like now, obviously, like there are, are like actual, like, you know, like visual proof that it's, like, happening, like, you know, seeing, like, what happened in Texas, California, and, um, so many, like, um, um, other countries around the world, and, um, you know, like, but by, you know, like, just trying to think about, like, you know, how your daily life could be improved by, like, you know, advocating for the environment, and, um, like, um, like, advocating for, like, effective, like, environmental policies, like, you know, like, that actually, like, will, like, help everyone, like, benefit everyone's life, and, um, yeah, it's definitely something, um, important to remember like throughout like like everyone's like you know own individual activism because it can definitely be very draining but to kind of know like you know there's this like goal in sight that will not only like you know benefit the planet but benefit like everyone like and like your own like kind of like needs and everything like I think that's also like a great way to stay motivated.
1: Yeah, Yeah definitely so I guess with your magazine is, do you have like a team of people who are working on it, or is it just you that's like taking on this whole project?
0: Yeah, so we actually have like about like 27 writers. We're wow. Getting Dang, a couple that's more. awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, because I think, like, first when we started, we only had about like 15, but I realized, you know, because a lot of people, you know, like sometimes they can't write, like, an article for one month, or, like, things get in the way, you know, school, college applications, like, Mm -hmm. totally understandable. I try to be, like, very flexible, but, you know, I thought, like, by having more writers, then it'll be even more flexible, so I don't have to, like, you know, like, rely on people, like, to write for an issue, like, because there's other people, so that's, like, one reason why I decided to, um, get some more writers, um, for the magazine, and, yeah, so, um, we have, like, two different options that you can write like every other month and then or like monthly so yeah we try to um stick to that and um yeah it's really cool because yeah most people are like some of my friends so and I haven't you know like been able to really like talk to them much you know for obvious reasons because of COVID and everything so it's like a great way to like stay in touch while also like being very productive and like um creating like a really positive like project and Yeah, I also think it's very beneficial to have, like, multiple writers just because, you know, if I was writing all the articles, they might sound a little, like, one-dimensional or, like, biased in a way just because, like, it's just my perspective of writing it. And um, by having so many different people with different, like, life backgrounds and, like, you know, different writing styles and perspectives, I think that helps, you know, keep the magazine, like, very strong in that sense. And also, I think, you know, like, it's one, like, to be quite realistic, probably no one, like, really reads, like, all of our articles. So I think, you know, like, by having so many writers, like, you know, go through the research project and, like, really um, – like, try to, like, create, like, you know, a really, like, strong article by, like, researching so many different sources and everything, and, like, getting, like, quality feedback from, like, me and, like, the other editors that helps them really learn about, you know, how their personal academic interests connect to the environment, like, through, like, you know, like, just writing these articles, and I think that's, like, you know, like, will definitely be, like, mem- mem- memorable, like, is that the word, or, like, just, like, yeah, super- memorable. yeah like, Sig- significant, um, like to just their life, like just to like write these articles, like they'll mm-hmm. definitely like remember them, hopefully. So, for sure, yeah, I think this, like, that's like one reason why I just want to have other people involved, and also, yeah, just like I learned so many different, um, things based off of like what people have written. Like, you know, like someone wrote about like eco criticism, which is like a new article coming in our next issue, which is like this new socio historical, like concept like in literature where you're analyzing texts like from like an environmental perspective and I think that's Mm. a really interesting concept you know because like that really just shows like how like humanities students like can really like play a significant role in um like mitigating climate change and like helping overall so yeah it's just like really cool to just like have so many different perspectives all like come together to like create like cool articles
2: Yeah, yeah that's so awesome
0: so I feel do
2: like, you oh my sorry.
1: turn
2: <laughs> so
0: I,
1: yes julia i <laughs> i was just gonna say i feel like it's it's really important like you're saying to have so many different perspectives like even on this podcast like it's just me and stelia but i feel like if i was the only one doing the podcast like it would be one way or if Celia was doing the podcast it would be another way but because we have each other to kind of go off of and we just have that conversation um, I feel like it's really like just talking any like any kind of environmental stuff with friends even is a really important part of just improving your own knowledge on things because Mm -hmm. Celia has perspectives and knowledge that I don't have and I probably hopefully (laughs) have some things that she like wouldn't have thought of either and so um just with anything honestly like I think it's important to to be have it part of being a discussion Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah
2: I was gonna ask Ava um do you know how many readers you have are you like are you Privy to that
0: information, yeah. So, um, on our what's nice, like we use Wix to create our website, and what's Uh nice is that they have like analytics, and like according to that, we have we've had like over five thousand like viewers. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, like over twenty countries. So, like it's really cool because it just like shows like what we're doing. Like it's not just like you know like like done after we publish it. Like you know, like it's actually creating an impact and um, I think that's really awesome, and, like, we also have, like, I reached out to a couple schools to kind of, like, incorporate our articles, like, into their curriculums, or just, like, as, like, supplementary, like, optional, like, extra credit material, and a lot of teachers have been, like, open to that, so I just think it's, like, really cool how, like, we can actually make a difference in, like, education, and just, you know, like, to people's lives, like, it's not just, like, being done like no one's like seeing it like we actually have an impact which I think is like really cool and like it it just it really just keeps us motivated too so yeah for sure that's That's so awesome congratulations thanks
2: so what you said that you started thinking about being eco-friendly kind of your you said your sophomore year of high school is that right
0: yeah that's when I first got interested in the environment yeah
2: what interests you what was there anything specific that interests you in Um,
0: it I think it's just, like, you know, I think personally just I got interested be, just knowing that, you know, you don't have to just be interested in, like, STEM areas to, like, mm-hmm. actually, like, contribute to, like, um, helping the environment because, you know, I just felt like, you know, like, I cared about the environment, but I was, like, I don't want to be a scientist. Right. So that just, like, I feel like that in itself just motivated me to, like, make me realize, like, you know, like, that, like there's, um, what's it called? Um, you know, just like kind of tying back to my magazine, there's so many different, um, people's like academic interests that can contribute to the environment. So yeah, I think that just personally, um, interests me and just like finding a lot of books that like, um, kind of like interest me as well. And yeah, I, I guess too, is just like interesting as well as like, I didn't actually learn about like my passion. Of the environment through school. Like it was all just like on my own. So I think that's another reason why I'm just so motivated to keep up with my magazine just because, like, you know, like people, it's not, this isn't something that people are learning in school, at least in like high school, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So I definitely like want to like keep that, like, you know, like going. So like that, like, not like just like keep like environmental education like going, like for high school students, like keep it accessible and hopefully like expand it in like the future
1: that's so cool I wish I had had like supplemental stuff for my high school because I feel like I also didn't get interested in it until like a couple years ago I think I saw the same thing in 2018 um the big announcement and I was like oh no this is like a real problem and we should really start like taking this seriously so um yeah. I think it's important for, I mean, they teach science and stuff in, in high school, but you know, it's kind of just the the foundational parts of it, I guess, but it would be really cool to make it more applicable to, you know, what we're living in. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: So you mentioned when you reached out to us that, um, your magazine kind of focuses on interdisciplinary environmentalism. Um, what is that?
0: Yeah. So, um, a lot of like, um, if you're like, um, someone like interested. Never mind. Actually, let me start So <laughs> you're like, good. yeah. So like, interdisciplinary environmentalism is essentially just like you know taking a lot of like academic disciplines like into like, like incorporating them like when like studying like one thing. So you're kind of like you know looking through it through a political lens, scientific lens, like so many different like um, academic perspectives are incorporated and, like, overlap, like, it's not just, like, one-dimensional, and I think that's, like, really, like, interesting just because it just shows, like, you know, like, um, you know, it's, like, you know, like, I feel like growing up, you just have, like, a science class, a math class, an English class, but in reality, a lot of these subjects, you know, intersect, like, mm-hmm. I was reading about this um subject called, like, cleodynamics, Dynamics, and it's, like, Essentially, where like you're incorporating data and like, um, and you're like looking through like history, like m- macro sociology, through like incorporating like um data and statistics within that. And I think that's like really cool. And it just shows you know how like there's so many different ways that different academic subjects can be combined and overlap and be incorporated into like analyzing one thing and so we try to do that by you know having like our articles at least cover like two to three like academic subjects just to like you know like showcase that like it's not just like a one-dimensional issue that each of our articles are about like it overlaps like a lot of different subjects and like yeah I think like um in college like people are probably more aware of this just because like most colleges do like um say like oh my god like look at us we're so interdisciplinary at least like when I was like looking into colleges but you know like I feel like from a high school standpoint like you're not really like exposed to that kind of like pedagogy so I think it's just like a cool way to kind of like introduce that to like our like younger readers or like people who just like didn't know about this in college, or, yeah, just, like, to anyone, honestly, because I think it is really cool, and it is very eye-opening when you realize how, like, so many different um, academic subjects can, like, connect to each other.
1: Yeah, I love that. I feel like college definitely does a better job of combining things, and, (laughs) you know, making, I remember, like, after I graduated from high school and went to college thinking that I just enjoyed my classes so much more because a lot of them did have, you know, they pulled from different aspects and stuff. Um, and I feel like, especially with like environmentalism, it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning, like a lot of people think that, you know, STEM is the only way that you can be into helping the environment. But obviously, you know, we've seen in, in recent years that it's, a, it has a lot to do with, you know, social stuff and, and things like that so um that's super cool to just bring in all those perspectives in your magazine i love that idea Thanks. yeah so what does a day look like in your occupation
0: yeah so um i'm currently like an online student like at high school so you know like um during the weekdays i have school from 8 a.m to three fifteen, and it is mm-hmm. not great to be quite honest, but you know, just, trying get that. <laughs> just trying to get through it as best as I can, and, um, yeah, so, yeah, basically, just, like, after school, like, immediately, I just, like, get on my computer because I can't, like, like, I'm just, like, very done with, um, school, so, like, just, like, or just, like, just, like, just honestly, just staring at a screen, that's why, and then I just, like, go outside for a run, and then I come back, like, and, you know, like, um, finish, like, um some school work and um I try to um post like as much as possible on the Instagram and um you know like I tend to um yeah I just tend to like um just do emails and like work on editing articles like for my magazine like during the week but like i I do the majority of my magazine work on the weekends or um just days I don't have as much homework. Mm-hmm. And um yeah and yeah, like, and then weekends, like, are a lot better just because I don't have, I don't have that big chunk of my day, like, low-key wasted from the staring on the screen and trying to pay attention, and this is not working, yeah. so, you know, it's for very sure. nice. I just, like, that's when I do try to, ma- the majority of my magazine, like, especially, like, uploading issues and all of that, and, um, yeah, what's a little annoying is that, you know, like, I try to, my best to stick to a, like, consistent schedule for uploading, ma- like, Issues and articles and all that, but like you know, like school gets in the way and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. it's not as perfectly consistent as I wish it to be, but we still like release one issue per month, and I think that's that's the important thing. So yeah. Oh, that's cool.
2: So then you mentioned that. What is what does your team look like? Because you mentioned that you are an editor and you're also the founder as well. Um, did anyone is anyone else like are you do you have a co-founder what do you have other editors
0: um yeah so i just i founded it in myself like i would mm-hmm. say like i have the most control over everything like i and also like i kind of like it that way just because i don't i i have a that, like I don't really, like, trust people that much to, like, you know, like, <laughs> do things. I'm just being honest. Like, I I yeah. just feel like, you know, it's better to just do things yourself than relying on other people to, like, do things, like, you know, and also, it's like, your I baby. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true, and also, like, I don't know, I just feel like if you, if you, like, try to, like, or I, I just heard, like, stories of, like, you know, like, people making businesses with their friends, and it's just, like, you know like it fails and then they don't have any, their friends anymore and this is a big mess and, true that's why I yeah. mean
1: me and Celia have had to set boundaries with ourselves with the podcast because mm-hmm. we're friends we were friends before we started the podcast but we have had to figure out how to balance that so that we don't get you know if the podcast is a flop we don't lose our friendship yeah, yeah.
0: but yeah for sure and um yeah, but also, like, yeah, like, so we do have, like, a lot of editors, which is nice. And, um yeah, so, and then, so we have, like, pe- uh, like, essentially, I try to have people, like, in- like, interested in helping out, like, beyond, like, writing articles, do things that, like, I'm not as strong in. So, like, you know, like, um posting to our TikTok page, which I'm not, like, very good at. Like, I'm good with the Instagram. I
1: love lot, that. But, You're on TikTok? yeah. yeah. That's, that's so awesome. cool what yeah, do you guys you do on tiktok
0: um yeah we just like try to like come up with funny ideas or just like um talk about like our articles but and that's just cool. talk about random environments and things but yeah and um i'm trying to um, kind of recruit some graphic designer like students like just like high school or college students just like to help out in that sense so i try to like seek out people to help just, like, in different roles that, like, I'm not as strong in. And um just, like, I, yeah, like, personally, I just, like, you know, like, coordinate the whole website and magazine and, like, just um, – I make sure to, like, mentor, like, each um, writer just, like, trying to figure out an article and, like, edit everything and um do the Instagram. So it definitely is a lot, but also, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's better – personally, I just find it better to just try to do as much as I personally can because I don't really, like, want to rely on other people or, like, you know, like, bug people, like, hey, like, did you do this yet? And, like, I don't know. I just feel like the way things are going, like, it it, can't, it would be better if I had more time, but, like, overall, like, it's a pretty good system.
2: That's
1: cool. so cool.
2: So have you monetized your magazine, or is it all just volunteer?
0: Yeah, it's all just volunteer, yeah, because we cool. don't make any money. Like, even the website, like, it's free and, um, yeah, so I, um, I try to, like, you know, like, um, tell, like, each of our writers, like, yeah, because, uh, unfortunately, I can't pay anyone, but also it's, like, you know, like, a student-led organization, so, like, I don't think people really expect that, but, you know, like, I think, like, by, like, writing, like, consistently, like, with our magazine, it is, like, it does, it can, like, really help you, like, with, like, your resume or like you know like college applications in that sense just to like help you like elevate your credibility to like actually get a job in the future so I think it's just like more about that like just mm-hmm. be like and I try to like make that clear too just like you know like just trying to show people like you know that there's still benefits in, yeah but yeah we don't we don't make money and I I don't personally don't really want to sell issues just because like I just feel like that kind of, like, defeats the purpose of it being accessible, especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, and also, like, I don't real personally, like, I don't really, like, need money in and right now, so, like, but, yeah, and also, um, yeah, just, like, that if I did have to make money, I had to get, like, a business license or, like, become a non-profit and all of that. True. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, I think just, like, as of now, like, it's a good system and, like, maybe we'll change in the future, but I just think it's like better just to try to leave money out of it and trying yeah. to do everything like um like at like for free just to you know like make it more accessible and like kind of just like increase our like viewership that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think like to um it makes it so that it's more authentic kind of and you're not feeling pressured to get a you know a magazine out every how, yeah. however often you are just more doing it so for the educational factor and yeah, wanting exactly. to get the word out there which is really cool I feel like
0: thanks yeah
1: so
2: what inspired you to pick the name further
0: oh yeah so I kind of was just thinking like okay what what are words that like rhyme with earth <laughs> and
1: like I love so that
0: <laughs> that's kind of like how I figured it out also, a lot of the other names I originally came up with, like I Googled it, there was something else named that already. So I was like, oh, can't mm-hmm. use that. Yeah. So again, yeah, nowhere else I saw the name further. And I thought it was like interesting. And also it kind of like aligns with our mission just of, you know, like, like just trying to make like education like further along, like just like bringing it further ahead, if that makes sense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like we're just trying to like elevate – the level of the environmental education, so I think it is like a good like um you know like overall like vibe that the name gives our magazine just because like we're trying to like just become better educated about the environment. So yeah, that's kind of just the way I thought of it, and I thought it was cool. And yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's super
1: cool. I love the title. Yeah,
2: I was looking at it and I was like, how do I how do I say <laughs> this? But now it it totally makes sense. Further, I like it. Thank you. So are there any goals that you and your magazine are working towards at the moment? Or are you just working on spreading the word? Going further, if you will.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think um, as of now, I'm considering like creating a podcast and um, just like trying to um, expand our viewership. I think we're also starting like a networking team like in March, I would say. Yeah, I just like, it's hard for me to like, balance school and the magazine like beyond what we're already doing but I think like like I'll have more time as like things go on and also yeah Mm -hmm. like college applications were very exhausting so yeah but um yeah I would say just like overall we want to just like expand our viewership and like just like have more people like just like know about us and like like just like um increase our impact as well just how many people are reading and all that because I think that's just, like, that will help us, um, you know, like, make our articles more worthwhile, and, yeah, so just, like, overall, just trying to find creative ways of um, expanding, like, our viewership.
1: Do you feel like this is, like, do you foresee this being, like, kind of a long-term thing, or after college, do you want to be getting into something um? A little bit different like in terms of you said that you're going into like environmental and social um or community stuff right oh,
0: yeah yeah environmental and urban studies oh yeah, right right it's, it's kind of a like, complicated <laughs> name but yeah so and then yeah so I think I definitely will still continue in college and afterwards It's just like I guess it just depends like who I have involved at that point because yeah just like see how things go but yeah personally I want to like Pursue an environmental career, probably most likely at the moment in academia. So, like, I'm already like kind of just like considering like going to graduate school, and um, like also I'm um, trying to like take a take advantage of research opportunities, um, like um next year in college and all, and like in my four years, and um, yeah. So I think it does align like with what I um care about, and like. And, yeah, especially because I want to pursue an environmental career. So I feel like I don't see why not, like, that I should, like, end it. Like, while we're, like, already, like, you know, like, it's already, like, um gaining momentum. And, yeah, I just think, like, overall, I will still keep it going. I just hope, like, I can just, you know, like, um further, like, my, like, own career and all that. While also, like, furthering the magazine as well. So yeah, um, I think I'll definitely um try to continue it because also I would be sad if I quit because I, I don't like to quit things. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Cool. So how long have you been doing the magazine then?
0: Yeah, so I started about ju- in June last year. That like I spent like the first month just like trying to like create the idea and like creating the website and all that, and then I didn't really announce it until July, and that's when mm-hmm. I kind of like got people involved and like started writing issues and um
2: yeah that's about when we started our podcast we oh, wow, gonna so say. Cool.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
2: I think we recorded our second episode on the 4th of July so oh, wow
0: yeah yeah that's cool
2: it was good stuff it was crazy busy for sure and so much work which I'm sure you understand it's yeah it's very difficult because you're putting your heart and soul into something and you're like I really hope that no one rejects this I hope that people actually yeah. enjoy it and you send it out into the world and here here we are so it's good yeah. stuff.
1: but yeah finding a balance between things too is definitely hard when you're you know still trying to do the things that you're pursuing in your you know personal life or whatever but also trying to do this thing on the side that you're really passionate about it's it's definitely a balance to find but I love that you know, you're, you're still trying to pursue that.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: So what is the best way that we
2: and other listeners of this podcast and other readers of your magazine can get involved in what you're talking about in interdisciplinary environmentalism?
0: Yeah, so I think it's just like, kind of like, looking at like, what you're academically interested in. And um, yeah, so that's different for everyone. Not everyone knows exactly like, what they want to major in in college, or like, even maybe, like, I don't know, they're already graduated from college and aren't no longer interested in that, and just, like, open to, like, exploring new, like, academic subjects, so, I mean, what's nice about, um, like, our website is that you can, like, click, we have so many different, like, subjects, and you can just, like, click through the list of, like, I don't know, say, if you're interested in economics, you click that, and you mm-hmm. find some of our articles that have, like, economic applications to them, so, I think based off of that, like, that's a good way to, like, just, like, become introduced to um, the connections to whatever you're interested in, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just, it's personal for everyone, and, it, like, there's no, like, one size fits all answer, I feel like, it's just, like, kind of just, like, knowing what your strengths and interests are, and, like, how that can connect to the environment, so it's different for everyone, but as long as I think you um keep an open mind, and just, like, stay curious, like, it'll work out for you in, like, learning, um, about the environment effectively.
2: That is awesome. Well, I think that is the bulk of my questions. Do you have any cool. final thoughts? Anything else that we didn't cover? Anything that you prepared that we didn't talk about?
0: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I'll just, like, tell people, like, if you're curious, like, um, in like, learning more, you can check out further. Oh, absolutely. Which is, like, F E A R T he and you can follow us on instagram which is like further magazine and yeah um i think that's basically it and um if you ever have any questions about my magazine like you can always like dm the instagram i always check that or email us and yeah awesome. and i just want to say also like thank you so much for having me on the podcast this is like so fun to like meet you guys and like talk about everything so yeah i really appreciate it
1: Yeah, you too. It's been so cool to learn about your magazine a little bit more and what, what the, where the inspiration comes from and stuff. And we'll definitely, we have a website of our own. Um, it's pretty simple, but we always put, um, like episode notes on it. Um, so we will, for this episode, once it comes out, we'll put your website link up and your social medias, um, and all of that. So people can go find you and, um, hopefully learn a little bit more if they're interested about this the stuff that you've got going on awesome
2: thank you yeah this was so much fun
1: yeah Yeah. for sure and then um if you guys are all finished up can I wrap up with our plugs yep go for it awesome so as always, you guys, if you loved this episode or any other episodes, um, please download, please subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Um, you can find us on our Instagram and Twitter at G underscore four podcasts. Um, our Facebook page is Good Girls Go Green and you guys can ask questions there. Um, email us at podcasts at gmail.com if you guys have any suggestions or questions um, and then like i was saying our website where we'll put all of our episode notes from today and all of our other episodes um, is good girls go and then our patreon as always is um just our podcast name right good girls go green yep that's it awesome um So yeah, this was super fun to talk with Ava today about her magazine. And we wish you the best of luck, Ava, with with your stuff that you've got going on. Yeah, for sure.
2: Good luck wrapping up your semester.
0: You're the dummy that don't believe in science. Written on your forehead, always be denying. You're the dummy that don't believe. Even science written on your forehead always be denying hey, hey.